Happy New Year! It's episode 403 of the Dan York Report, and as I've done for the last 12 years, I tend to start off my year with taking a moment to reflect on what I would hope to accomplish in the next year. What are some of the things, the themes that I want to do? Back in 2010, Chris Brogan started this effort with his three words, which I noticed out on Twitter he's still very actively involved with. He had, in fact, had a live stream earlier today getting people together to talk about this and think about you know, as a way to, not not resolutions per se, but more themes, aspirations, what were going on. I found it actually as a useful way to think about things because what I do is uh, I have a, a blog post on my danyork.com site, which has this elements, but you'll see a chart there and a mind map. It's something that I actually keep on one of my systems on a different places where I look at it regularly to think about what are my goals for the year? What are the things, the the aspirations that I have for it? And this year, when I was thinking about them and working with it, I actually wound up with a, an alliteration or using the same letter in different ways. And my words this year were clarity, content, and connections. But I want to talk a bit about that. This is uh, um, a little different, too, to do a, a podcast around this, although I've done that in recent years as well. But uh, with the pandemic, there was lots of time to think and reflect, I should say. So my first word, my first theme really was around clarity. And one of the things is that I've been saying a lot within the Internet Society, my employer where I work, is a lot about this whole phrase of, of trying to do fewer things better and have a better clarity of purpose around what what's going on, what's happening. It all kind of started really with me was back um, in 2017, I shifted. I, I joined the Internet Society in 2011. And I, I worked in a technology group for a while focused around the deployment of IPv6 and DNSSEC and TLS and really trying to get messaging out around, you know, the accelerating the deployment of these technologies. Then in 2015, I moved into our, our general communications department where I was now looking at communications and, and storytelling and, and website and everything across our entire breadth of organization. You know, and the Internet Society is a is now a coming up on 30 years, it's 29 years actually right now, as a, as a nonprofit focused on, you know, helping build a, uh, a globally connected, secure, trustworthy internet that's available to everyone. You know, we're looking to go and promote that, to, to build it, to defend it, do all of those kind of things with this vision that the internet is for everyone. So when I looked at what we were doing, we were doing a lot of different stuff, all of it, you know, great stuff that helps the internet in so many ways. But when I took on redoing our website in 2017, internetsociety.org, that was when I was really exposed to the full breadth of kind of everything we were doing because we were trying to put it into a site where you could, you know, tell people the story of what were we doing? What was the impact we were having? How could we, you know, what was going on? And I started to get a sense of, of, wow, you know, we have so many different things going on, but yet we're still really only an organization with a staff of 100 people. And even though we have a very good budget, you know, and, and, and a very healthy budget on all this, um, we're still a rounding error when you look at the large budgets of the multi-mega, you know, national corporations or state governments, state entities, national entities. I mean, people that are doing you know, that are changing the internet or affecting things. We're a very, we're actually very small in comparison to all of those large players. And so we really have to be focused. And this is something that 
our previous CEO was starting to harp people on, and then Andrew Sullivan, when he became our CEO in, in uh, 2018, really looked at saying, you know, we can't do everything. We have to really focus. We're not the everything society. We're the internet society, and that's what we need to focus on. So in the past years, especially with Andrew, has been driving us to have much more clarity of purpose. We have an action plan. We have pieces like this. So all of this is building to where my own personal goals come into this, which is that we've had a lot of change. We've had a lot of things. And, and this year in 2020, especially in the latter half of 2020, we changed around a lot of the way the organization worked. I also had something where a project that I was led this year that was very successful called Open Standards Everywhere, um, it, it did its work. We built out a set of uh, instructions for people to make their web servers more secure and available. We did the stuff we were going to do. We had ideas for expanding, but the, uh, the the management said, no, we want to, you know, you did great work. Let's go and do that and go on to do other things. And so I was suddenly found myself giving a lot of thought to what was it that I really wanted to do? In the words of uh, the poet Mary Oliver, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I've always loved that phrase. So I did a lot of thinking, a lot of thought around kind of what was it? You know, there were some different opportunities I could pursue internally within ISOC. There were Internet Society, as we call it. Um, there were some other different pieces. And there was also some stuff happening outside of work, some ways that I was looking around. And I was sort of saying, hmm, what is it? What is that really focus? I also took the time. I read a lot of books. I think I've read 60 or 70 books in the scope of this pandemic. I just, I'm a voracious reader, so I read all the time in so many different genres and different things. But, uh, but I went back and reread a book called um, uh, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And it goes into the idea that, you know, you only have so many cycles, only so much attention, only so much time. What are you really focused on? What is your key points? What's the thing you're really trying to do? And, and actually, I think that was probably when I, where I first got the do fewer things better. Although he says it, um, there's a German phrase there, weniger aber besser, fewer but better. Doing fewer things, doing them better. And this is something that comes up in communications all the time. You know, you could go and write a zillion blog posts and maybe they'll be out there, you know, a zillion press releases, whatever else. Or you could focus on fewer and do a solid package, get information out in much broader ways, you know, do bigger packages that could have more of a dent, more being seen in different ways. It's this whole principle of doing something like that. So as I was doing all this, I went back and I, and I read the blog post that I had originally written back in September 2011 when I joined the Internet Society. And it's out there. I'll have a link in the show notes. And it's a post about why, and one of the pieces that was in there talked about my why I was leaving a, a really hot company, Voxeo, that was just doing amazing stuff, why I was leaving there to go to this organization. And what I said, and here's a, a bit of a phrase, I said, we have before us a choice of futures. One choice leads to a future where innovative companies and people and things can emerge, thrive, disrupt, and succeed. Another choice leads us to a future where what little innovation there is exists only at the will of the gatekeepers to the network after appropriate requirements and or payments are made. Other choices lead us to outcomes somewhere in between those polarities. What will we choose? How will we choose? 
This continues to be the theme of what I am concerned about, what I've been writing about, what I've been doing, different kinds of things, because we do have this choice. We're seeing already the internet that we had back in the 90s and the early 2000s is very different from the internet of today. Today, we do have corporate gatekeepers. We have app platforms like Apple and Google. We have social platforms with Facebook and and Twitter and others and Instagram places that make the rules that do that. We're far down the path toward one future that maybe we don't want. Maybe we need to do this. While at the same time, we have policymakers, legislators, governments, you know, citizen groups, all sorts, having other different ideas for what this internet could be. The pandemic has certainly shown us how critical the internet is. And another part of what happened this year was I discovered that I kind of put a lot of that on side when I took over the website work for the Internet Society back in 2017. And this past year with this Open Standards Everywhere project, I started to get a sense of I want to get back into that. So all of these things made me think about, hmm, what do I really want to be doing? The truth is that this lifeline that we have, this thing that we've been using, especially during the pandemic, for how we communicate, collaborate, create, connect, you know, how we go to work, how we play games, how we interact with our partners and spouses, how we go to school, how we buy things, all of that, this lifeline that we have isn't really well understood by everyone using it. And, you know, in truth, people don't have to. The regular users should just be able to get on there and use it communicate, connect, buy things, collaborate, do stuff like that, just as we use the phone system without understanding how it all works underneath or drive our cars these days without understanding all of it. But unfortunately, some of the people who are in positions to make decisions about it or who are advocating certain ways for it to work or certain things, very often they don't understand how it works. Perfect example is right now as we speak, there's folks in in Washington debating about, oh, we should reform Section 230 of the Communications Act, et cetera, and things, but not really understanding that Section 230 is, is why we have the internet we have today. And if they reform it, we're not actually going to get freedom of speech. We're going to get less speech. But those are things that people don't understand. Some of my colleagues are are trying to get that word out, doing more on that. And some are doing it very effectively, but there's room for more people doing that. And this is actually something that that I do particularly well in the writing I do and the speaking and the parts around that. So with all of that, a lot of my thought has been to say, okay, so if I have a personal mission, so to speak, if that's something that's there, then really what it is, not just for my work at the Internet Society, but in a larger space, It's really to help people understand our choice of futures in this ever more connected world, in this connected society. We do have a choice. And as those songs say, if we don't make the choice, somebody else will make it for us. I want to do that and help people in that. And also just to be a voice for the open internet in that, how helping people understand what are these futures. So how do I do that? What's there? It's interesting though, to me, when I made that decision after all this reflection, there's a certain power in having clarity and clarity of purpose, clarity of direction, because that becomes a lens through which you can look at things. Um, One interesting, one great example recently was um, I was approached over a couple of months by at different times by two different organizations to be part of their board of directors. 
They know me. I, I know them. They're great organizations. I fully believe in what both are doing in different ways. And, um, and I was struggling because a couple of years ago, I would have just said yes, because I, I love working with organizations. I love serving on boards. I love just helping people build better organizations in different ways. But as I thought about it, and I first also thought about this whole idea of around essentialism, around doing fewer things better, around working in that way, when I took that and I first evaluated, did I truly have the time with everything else going on to to participate as a board member and really help the organization? I don't want to just phone it in. If I'm going to be part of an organization, I'm going to be part of doing something like that, I'm not just going to phone it in. I've got to be able to be there. That was sort of criteria one. And criteria two was, did being on that board help advance this, this mission? Does it help us understand our choice of futures that we have? And in one case, it, it very much did. It, it very much aligned in, in both cases. In the second case, you know, unfortunately, it didn't quite align with that. And so I, I was having to say, well, maybe that's not what I want to do. That kind of clarity is what I'm looking for. In 2021, I'm really hoping to continue to be a bit more clear around that in my own thinking, in my own sense. What is it that I want to truly do with my one wild and precious life? You know, the privilege I have, the, the, the luxury I have is that I'm at the point in my career where I can do that kind of thing, where I have that ability to be a little bit more focused on not entirely, you know, everything's a set of trade-offs, but I can, with an overall sense of sort of this is where I want to head, that's the kind of part of where I want to do. Part of that too, I, I need to evaluate some of the things I'm doing and decide whether I truly want to continue and, and that I have the capacity to do so. You know, or if it's time to just end some of those, to say, no, I, I can't be part of this anymore. I can't do that in some ways because that is also part of that critical process. It's not just taking, you know, deciding which things to take on, but also which things do you stop doing? Oof, that was a long-winded answer to that first thing, but this is really what's been a lot of my thinking through this pandemic and the pieces around where I want to go with this. My second theme, word, etc., was really around content, and that really is writing in the most part. When I looked back over the past 12 years that I've been doing these kind of New Year's Day posts, I noticed that 10 of those posts, of course, including this one, have included a word about creating you know, more content or you know, finally getting back to doing writing again or doing something like that. And yet, you know, here I am again, which starts to make me say, well, if it's been 12 years that I've been saying this, maybe there's a problem. Maybe either I, I just should say, no, I'm not going to do more of this, or I need to realign things so that it is something I want to do, that I can do. You know, it's, I have so many different things I want to tell. I've got a long queue of articles I want to write, a long list of stories I want to tell, a long list of things I think where I could help people out. But yet I struggle to get those stories and words out. When I look at it, some of it, uh, you know, is, is just the tyranny of the blank page. I just, it's the, the struggle to get started in the midst of everything else. You know, in the podcast episodes like this one don't get recorded. The, uh, the videos aren't made. The things like this. I'm, I'm actually re streaming this on Twitch in part because it's part of one of those things of if I'm streaming it, if I'm doing this performance in public on some level, you sort of have that, well, I need to continue to get it done, to do that. It's part of doing it in some way like that. I also found in some cases that um, 
there's a level of perfectionism that I have to get over sometimes. It's the perfect being the enemy of the good. Well, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to start that article because it's, oh, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to have to write this whole thing. It's going to be big and overcomplicating things when really what we really need are a lot of simpler articles, more explanatory things that are easy. Although sometimes that's far more work to get to that than just to spew something simply and easily. Other times, quite honestly, it's getting distracted by everything else on the internet. I have a little paper up on my wall near my window here. It says, being a good writer is 3% talent and 97% not being distracted by the internet. And that's so true because on any given daily basis, I could be looking at Twitter or Facebook or, or Twitch, or I could be doing something else. I could be scanning through things. I could be going to tech meme or meme random and just getting lost in all the political stuff. And sooner or later, a couple hours has gone by and I've missed any opportunity to go do the writing and the pieces like this. So what I'm, one of my goals for 2021 is really to get writing again, to get to more consistently create these episodes like this, the podcast episodes. I also want to determine, you know, am I going to do some things? I advertise on my website that I have an email newsletter. I sent out one in 2020, which is good because for the previous five years, I hadn't sent out any. So the question is, is that something I'm actually going to do? Is there a purpose for it? Will it help me in this you know, connecting people to resources to talk about the, the futures and things on this line. Is it something that I will actually do as part of my workflow? Or do I just put a period out in the end of the sentence and say, you know what, I'm done. We're not going to do this anymore. And so that's a part of what I want to look at this year. The third thing really is connections. You know, this, the pandemic of 2020 has shown us the strength of and the need for connections with other people. In some ways, this pandemic has been amazing. I have probably stronger connections with my family, with my wife, with my two daughters than I've ever had because we've had just so much time here. We've been able to do things slowly. We've been able to go and play games, enjoy each other's company, work with things. I've had daily walks with my wife. We've talked a lot more on different ways that we haven't in the past. It's been wonderful in some of that. You know, the sadness of our 18-year-old not being able to go up to Canada to go to her college for her freshman year, you know, has had a flip side, which is that we've learned to really appreciate this amazing young woman that she's become. Now, we're all hoping she'll be able to get up there for the fall for her sophomore year, but it's been an amazing time to have those kind of connections. Our 11-year-old has started out at her new school, and it's been amazing and wonderful in so many ways to be able to also have this time with her in a day when we wouldn't during school, you know, likewise, she's looking forward to getting back into a school as well, but we've had this moment, but we've also seen, I think all of us that we've missed our other connections. I miss seeing my parents who I haven't physically seen since back at the beginning of 2020. You know, we miss seeing other friends. We miss just seeing people being able to go places, doing things and all that kind of stuff. I miss seeing some of my old friends who I just haven't gotten together with or talking to them in some ways. I also certainly found that, you know, we've been here, my, my family and I, for two years in Vermont, and I've met some great people. I've made some good connections, but not a super lot of them. And there's some, especially being a strong extrovert where you want to interact with many people, it's, uh, it's, it's been an interesting case to show that I need to work on that, to deepen some of the connections I already have, to look at new connections and new places. It's certainly something to work on and think about. I think for probably all of us, especially 
Once the vaccines and the restrictions start to lift, perhaps sometime here, hopefully by the middle of the year, maybe later, but let's hope for the middle, we'll be able to actually get out and meet people again and do that kind of thing. It's really all about those connections. So that's really a lot of what I'm intending to look at this year is that clarity of purpose, the, uh, the content, writing things, recording things, and looking at connections. How do I make them, deepen them, strengthen them, all of those kind of things. There's two other themes as well, I think. One is, I've said for the last couple of years, my health is critical, and that's still critical. But it's just part got to be part of my lifestyle. It's not something I need to focus on as much as just being, it's got to be baked into what I do. The other part that I think I've struggled with, and I know others have too, is trying to find ways to be of service to people and help people during this pandemic when you can't, when I can't do some of the ways I've traditionally helped, volunteering or doing things like that. It's been, uh, it's been hard. You know, my wife and I try to donate to various different local organizations and help provide things, but I want to help in some more tangible, clear way. We'll see. It's, I want to try to see what, what can be done as we still live in a world that's online. How can I help in certain ways? We will see. These are all things I've been thinking about going out of the craziness of 2020 and on in 2021. We'll see how the year shapes up and and how this, what themes happen truly. What other interruptions come in? What else will happen as we go through this? So those are my thoughts. If you listened this far and found this interesting, I I hope you, uh, I I welcome your comments. You can say anything you wish and here at soundcloud.com slash Dan York. If you come here or wherever I post this on social media, I'd be curious to you too. What about you? What are things you want to accomplish in 2021 or do differently than you may have done before? What do we take with us as we leave the pandemic? Hopefully, what do we take with us into our more connected world in some ways? What do you want to do? If you've got comments or thoughts, again, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can connect to me at uh, Dan York on Twitter. You can come here at soundcloud.com slash Dan York. There is a post on my danyork.com site that has this uh, these themes for 2021, and, and you're welcome to leave a comment there as well. You also can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. May 2021, which, as my daughter reminded me, is just an arbitrary day marking a time, but still, let's use that as a moment to talk and reflect and think about what can we do different? How can we build a better world, perhaps a kinder world, in all of this? Thanks again, and bye for now.